Welcome everybody to the King Mexico podcast. And today we have a special guest right here from New York. Can't say much. Man got mad talent. He's been hitting us with these New York videos and they're hitting hard, man. They hit home and everything. I even had to go get the Bushwick background from the 90s just to bring it back. <laughs> Facts, I see it over there, fire. Yeah, man, I had to bring it back. So, yo, let them know who you are, bro. So, I go by the name of Ferris Will J. Uh, I'm an actor, model, producer. I got a production team called Trackformers. And um, I'm just an overall personality. You know, I'm just basically showcasing, you know, my talents. And uh, recently, I just started doing that, honestly, through my, like I said, my New York short stories. Like, it, I've been hearing a lot of people were saying New York was dying. You know, it was it was starting to go like downhill because of COVID and stuff like that. And I did see a lot of buildings like, you know, shutting down iconic buildings like that McDonald's. Um, yeah. Mad buildings I've seen, like stuff that I grew up seeing just shutting down because of COVID. Um, I told myself I wanted to shed light in a, in a way that could show people a fun aspect also, because at the same time, this everybody's still going through difficult times, you know, some worse than others. You know, I just want everybody to have that sense of, you know, just even it's for a minute, because that's how long each story is. It's just a minute long. But for that minute, I wanted everybody to just forget about whatever they was going through at that moment that that was affecting them in any type of negative way and just see New York. Even if you was from there, if you wasn't from there, I just wanted you to see it from my aspect and, and, you know, in uh, in a comedy type of way. At the same time, showcasing, you know, the real New York shit that people see, you know, and um, the reaction was amazing. Like, I've gone viral in the past, but this was the first time I actually went viral where the engagement was like, like, I, I feel so humble by it. I'm already, uh, being from New York, you don't really hear that word humble too much. You know, a lot of, a lot of people got ego. They got, they want to show and prove and show they the best at whatever they do. I'm the opposite. I know I'm the best at everything I do. It's just how you go about it, showing other people in a good way. Because like I said, I got a whole team with everything I do. I don't do nothing but nothing that you see me do, I do by myself at all. And I got a beautiful team behind me. Um, But yeah, like I just, I, I get tired of seeing people from New York just stick to that New York mentality. And like, I'm trying to break that stigma. That's literally all I'm trying to do is break the stigma. And um, I'm actually, I'm doing a lot more than short stories, but I'm actually doing a real one. Uh, um, I got some big people behind it now. Like, you know, this shit, like I said, went through the roof. <laughs> but I got some big people behind it now. And I'm going to shoot like an actual, like a probably five minutes the most. Because I don't want it to be too long, but I want to do like a short movie. And it's going to be like real cinematography, real known people in it that already reached out to me. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. And I'm going to do that when I come back. On Monday, I leave to Cali. I got books for some shit out there to, to film. So, like I said, things been going, like, beautifully well. And I'm just, like, keeping focused and showing people, like I said, you can go through that shit while you're going through what you're going through. You feel me? Like, nah, that's amazing. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't easy, you know? Like, uh. Yo, that, that video you posted up when you're like, oh, it's my first one and stuff. The one you in, um, the uh, Myrtle. Yeah, Myrtle, Myrtle, uh, Myrtle Broadway. Yeah, yeah. That building you inside, right? 
It's crazy. Yeah. That's, that used to be the gym I used to go to back in the day. Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you go up the little stairway. It's a yeah, second yeah, floor. Yeah, then you used to train, and then you see people waiting on the platform, and then sometimes platform you, while you train there, yeah. And yeah. then sometimes you see shorties and shit, and then you try to push a little bit extra. <laughs> and that was funny, like with that too. Like I was filming something with CBS. I was filming background for a TV show already. Yeah, and. I seen outside and then I happened like my my friend was there type shit. That whole thing was staged too. Like everybody thought it was like I was really arguing with somebody. Like it was two years ago that it happened. So I can easily say it was staged. But I, yeah, I seen the platform. I was in the waiting area. And I'm like, yeah, I could see the platform perfectly. Hit my best friend up. Now my best friend that shot the video is the same one that you see in the videos with me. Like the one that does the voiceover. He was All to right. do with the CD. He was Wolverine. He played the last dude and paid in full. And when I said, damn, that's crazy. Like, that's my <laughs> brother. Like, I know him for 28 years. And I'm damn. 31. Yeah, we known each other since the second grade. So it's like, since then, we was already doing comedy type shit. And even then, in the early 90s, there was a lot of racism going around with shit, too. So it was real uncommon to see a white boy with a black kid type shit. Because I was considered the white boy, you know, like in the hood. Yeah. Um, but still, like, we, we we brothers to this day still working. And, like, when you see me, you'll see him. So even though you see, you hear my voice throughout the whole narration, I'm still talking to my bro about the ideas and, like, yo, what you think about this? How this, how this transition look? Like, it's we, we always work together with the shit. So that's why I said I never do it by myself. And that's why I always push, even down to the saxophone. That's my man's David, David Sax on oh. the saxophone. Like, I always make sure that he's doing the music for it. Because I produce. I make beats myself for my uncle. Um, but the aspect, like, the first skit I did ever was, the caption was, when you hear a saxophone as the intro music, you know it's going to be a sad movie with action, violence, comedy, like something mixed with everything. Yeah. And that flew. So I was like, all right, bet. let me do another one. And then I was like, yo, let me do Burroughs now. So I got other aspects of lanes of what I'm going to do. With that, with, with that same narration behind it, but different topics in different areas I'm touching on too. Because I'm also doing one in LA. I'm gonna be in LA on Monday. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the LA one probably like Wednesday or some shit. Because I shoot it the day I release it. So if I tell people I'm gonna release it Friday, yeah, there's a, half, there's a 50-50 chance I already shot it, but most of the time I shoot it during the day of have it edited and then release it, you know, a few hours later type shit. Um, That's a quick turnaround, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, and it's, bro, I promise you that if anyone asks me for any bit of advice, I would literally tell them one word, consistency, bro. I will preach to anyone how I wasn't consistent. I will preach to anyone how, yeah, I got, I got somewhat of a following, but I know people with a million followers, you feel me? I know people with mad, crazy numbers doing crazy things in life but I was going through it I was going through you know like everybody else like a human being I was going through depression lost my job lost I lost a lot of things I lost a close family member I left I lived with due to COVID and um I saw myself losing myself and I told myself I know what I'm here on this planet for I know what I'm capable of without someone telling me I know what I'm capable of but the fact that I had people supporting me and wanted me to get out of it, I felt like I was in quicksand and people was jumping in there with me to help 
take me out. That's how much I know they believe in they believe in me, you feel me? So for people to put their lives at hold to help me with shit, I know I owe them at least the consistency, you feel me? Like that's the least I could give somebody that stopped what they was doing to make sure I was good, you know, just put their life on hold. And I have multiple people do that, you feel me? And it's because they believe in me. And like, that's the other part I hate about New York. Like somebody be like, yo, la, da, 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 support, support. And then not do nothing about the support, not try to help, you feel me? Like I'll help anybody, I'll tell anybody, hit me up, I'll help you to whatever I'm capable of doing. I'll give anybody in the world advice. I'll tell anybody where I bought something. That's another thing I hate. Niggas won't tell you where you bought something. I they mean, act like it's they act like it's like some type of like unicorn horn or some shit. Like where right. you got those kicks from? Where you got that sweater? It's just fire. Like I want to buy it. Like you're not the only one that had it. You saw it. Someone had it before you. Like little things, like little corny things like that, to me, make me look at people and view them differently. And that's why I just stay in my circle. But I would never say no to collabing. That's why I told everybody right now that hit me up. I had huge influences and in comedy people hit me up already from these from these skits. People that I had already hit up before. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, did you see that DM I already sent you two years ago? Or did you erase it? Because when you DM me, I still see the DM I sent you. But I let things go. You feel me? Like, my man told me at the end of the day, if somebody's going to support and want to work, as long as it benefits you, you ain't losing. You feel me? I'm not going to put, I'm not going to have personal feelings because I DM someone two years ago. And then now they hit me up because now they're noticing me. I, I, you can't be mad at that. And that's what people feel at certain things, especially in business. Because at the end of the day, it is business. You know, like anything you do in life, sometimes at an aspect of it has a business aspect. And people don't realize that. And I try to I try to just keep it as real as I possibly can with this shit. And that's that's the that's the thing I'm doing, just keeping it real with these stories. Nah, I agree with you, bro. Yo, congrats on your team, bro. You have that support. Because a lot of people out there, bro, like you said, a lot of people be like, oh, I support you. I support you. And they're like, oh, I got your back, whatever you need. And then during these times, like you said, COVID really showed a lot of people who 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 are your true friends, who's really there to support you. Like with me, I reached out to mad heads, bro. Like everybody I know and stuff. I'm like, yo, bro, how you doing? Oh, like, how's everything with you? Like, everybody who was close to me, I was hitting them up right away. And then one of my homies came out of nowhere. He's like, yo, bro, I can't believe, like, I'm always, like, curving you, bro. But you here for me, and I'm going through some shit. I'm like, bro, I'm, this is who I am. You know who I am, bro. You know I'm going to look out for everybody. I'm going to say hello. I'm going to say what's up, because, yo, you never know. You might be down one day and you just need that person to come through and be like, yo, let me That's know what's wrong. My man's always says this, support is free. You ain't you ain't hurting your pockets. You ain't hurting your soul. You ain't hurting your heart, your mentality, your mentality. You're nothing, you feel me? Like, I'm pretty sure there was mad heads you reached out before me. And I literally, bro, I took, it took me a while to respond to everybody, but I told my uncle, who's like real big. He's a part of my team too. Like he's huge a part of my team. Um, he helps me with a lot of the things I do with all of this creative stuff. Um, but I told him I got to take a break from everyone around me and thank the new people that's literally blowing my shit up. Like I was thanking thousands of people, bro. No cap. I took two days to thank thousands of people. And now... 
I know people that go not 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 even viral. I know people that do skits. They'll post, you know, they'll be consistent, and they barely think anyone that's laughing at their shit. You got fifty comments, forty comments, and you can't think a few, five, ten, fifteen people, bro. I think thousands of people. Bro. I answered thousands of DMs. That took me so long that I was still thanking people. If you had two followers, yeah. if you had two thousand followers, two hundred k. I had everyone in their mother hitting me from nobody to, to, to celebrity. And I still think everyone as if they were the same person. Cause I come, I, I'm a woman stylist. That's like my actual job. I'm a woman celebrity stylist. So I always had that artistic creativity in my mind because you know, a dude, when we dress, if we see something and we like it, we nine times out of 10, we probably not going to try it on a buy. I know my size. I'm risking it if I don't try it, but I know my size, so I'm going to just buy it. Fuck it. I'm not going to try it. Women will try the whole store on and probably not buy nothing. You feel me? <laughs> so I've, I've, I saw it as fun as like building outfits for women, for, for women, for celebrities and stuff like that. And like, I don't, I don't, uh, style Jessica Biel, uh, Emma Watson, uh, Tiana Taylor, um, this chick from uh, Cookie from Empire, uh, Taraji P. Henson, uh, Nicole Shara Windsor from the Pussycat Dolls. And like, that's just my styling resume. You feel me? I'm also a music producer, but I produced Off the Rip with my uncle, Track Formers, for French Montana. We did that beat. Um, he did In My Hood for 50, uh, Window yeah. Shopper for 50. So we, and like, we got so much accolades with shit. It just be New York hating. That's all it be, bro. Cause like we'll meet an AR with a record label, give them all them accolades. And it's just on some New York shit, bro. Like I just <laughs> like when I went, when I go to the West, bro, they treat me like a god out there, bro. And that's why I stay humble because like I know where I come from. I come from the, the gutter like everybody else type shit. I was trying to make it. We I think anybody from Brooklyn, bro, or New York didn't have a silver spoon growing up at all. You feel me? Yeah. We might have we, we we know people that was successful, people that lived in decent neighborhoods, but there wasn't no gated communities in New York or Brooklyn, especially like in our generation, like even the past generation or after us, like now there's gentrification and shit. But we grew up in a crazy time, bro. Like we grew up in crazy times, no social media, no internet. There was none of that shit like when we when we was growing up. Now to see it at the full arsenal of everything. I'm not mad if somebody wants to do everything. You feel me? Like, that's why I tell people, you can't hate on nobody that wants to do everything if they have the tools in front of them. You can literally do everything on your phone if you wanted to. Especially the new iPhone, that new iPhone camera. Yeah. You can turn into a movie director if you know how to edit and get the right shots and shit. It's all on the person, too. Because I know people with million-dollar studios, and it sounds like they're recording something like they just started. Like you wasted your money on that studio. And then I know people with shit in their basement that sound like Jay-Z recorded it. <laughs> it's all on the person. You feel me? It's all the but passion. It's all that passion. All on the passion all, how, much, how, far you, how far you want to take it and how hard you work at it. And like I said, I was never this consistent. And I told everybody, don't think I blew up overnight or type shit. I've been was doing this. The only thing I changed was telling myself, Stop focusing on bullshit. Stop focusing on things that I can't control. And that's the main thing. We focus and jumble our brains up 
with so many things going on in our life. But if you really try to organize it, which I know it's not hard to do, like we all go through certain things differently and mentally. But if you literally take the time to sit down and tell yourself, I can't control this right now. I have to let it be and let the let fate take what it when it's going to go. If you do that with things, you know, you can't control and start to put that energy for things that, you know, you can change or make a difference to your life will change. And that's what I started doing. And once I fixed my life up and fixed my mental up, I started being consistent. And it's not easy. It is not easy, bro, being consistent with the shit, especially when you got something that's working. Because then now I'm like, is this going to work? Is this and this, this? And then that's the artistry in me and the artistry in most people. Where our biggest critic, our artist is their biggest critic so much that they either don't release their product or they doubt it so much that by the time they release it, they don't even put energy into it because they're afraid of what people think. I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks respectfully, bro. Nah, I agree other with than, you, bro. Other than my fam or my close people. And what I mean by that is, is I would never do nothing to make me look crazy or disrespect my peoples or, you know, destroy my name or my image. No one has to question me with that because I know how to move. I would never do something to, to mess myself up. And perfect example, all my all my short stories were flying. The one that went viral is the one that actually got me some hate when I mentioned the woman's period. As something as small as that, women were upset that I was mentioning a women's issue. And you know what I did? I respected it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not a woman. What I said was, is I know how women are when they're on their period. We got, we've been in relationships. We know how women act. We've had family members that, that have done that. We're not, we're not, we don't know how to not act with it. So that was my whole aspect of the joke. Like, I know how y'all get, y'all get on some type of different type of energy on some demon time. You feel me? Exactly. I was just joking. Millions but... of views on some shit. Some people, a lot of people might not like something. So I respected it. That's why the Harlem one flew more than that one. Because not only did I not say nothing that could be taken offensively, I told my I told myself I'm not gonna say homeless people, I'm not gonna say crackheads, I'm not gonna say anything that I feel like anyone could take any type of way because then now like when my man's was walking with the cigarettes, yeah, he was a crackhead in my head in my mind. He had ten cigarettes in his hand. I told myself, nah, let me not say crackhead because at the end of the day, there's actually real crackheads who are struggling. And I may be thinking too deep into it, but when you start to get views like that, I've seen documentaries now where I saw crackheads get out of being a crackhead. And they were like, yo, I didn't want this life. And I just went down a hole and now I'm out of it. I was like, you know what? Let me not use the term crackhead. Let me call him an old head. Let me call that person in Times Square that was dressed wild crazy who was homeless. Let me not say homeless. Let me say particular individual. So I noticed now when I say certain things and articulate it, that's the way I got now that people was like, yo, this feel like some real narration. Because my secret is, as I read the thesaurus, when I have certain words that I'm playing with, I'll look at the thesaurus and look up other meanings for that same word so I don't use that word repetitively. Instead of me saying alone, I'd rather use a whole different word like isolated or alienated. Something way different than now when I speak, I got your attention, join in. It's not somebody just talking 
New York, like, yo, fuck is you talking about? Da, da, da. Like, we out here. Yeah. No, I must still keep it New York, but I'm going to keep it on some, like, bro, people were saying, like, the, I, like I said, I felt beyond honored and humbled the fuck out when people was like, yo, this real reminded of some Spike Lee shit. Uh, this deserves an award. And people wasn't even capping. They were just like, it was so good. It felt like a short story that could win an award type shit. So that's why I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta keep on with this. I gotta put New York, excuse me, I gotta put New York on the map. And when Ebro had posted it, that was probably the biggest accomplishment for me for something because Ebro don't like nothing. No, he don't. Like, Ebro don't like nobody. Ebro don't like music. He don't like this generation of people. He's the biggest critic other than Charlemagne. You feel me? Like, when he posted that, bro, I had people hitting me up because I didn't know. And when he posted it, the reason why they sent it to me, aside from it being Ebro, if you scroll down his page, bro, like 100 plus posts, he didn't post not one skit. He didn't post nothing comedy. He didn't post nothing other than an interview, a celebrity picture, or a him. That was the first thing since last year, 100 plus posts that he posted and said I made his day. So I was like, you know what? If I could make someone like that news day, that's like I said, he, he be hating life type shit. I'm on, I'm on a path for something. Like I gotta, I gotta continue this. And like I said, my main thing is to put New York on the map. I love every borough, like even the Bronx. <laughs> you know how early the Bronx is. And the Bronx yeah, I'm not even for last. The Bronx, I'm making a movie for the short story. Like the Bronx is gonna be, like I said, that's gonna be a movie. Um, but I, I really just yeah, I, I really love my city a lot. I love being from New York. And I was gone in Cali for about a year because of COVID. Um and just coming back and having this happen. That was one of my goals for the top of the year. Was to go viral. Yeah. To hit the charts with my team again, you know, to hit the billboard top 100. Um, to, to get more modeling gigs because I'm a tattoo model. So I, I wanted to get all those things I got two years ago because COVID, no one was getting nothing pretty much that whole year. I got everything the year before. So I kind of felt like a year and a half not was wasted, but it was like, planting internal seeds and now they're finally blooming because like i said if i didn't work on my mental that whole time out there i wouldn't have been as consistent as i am right now and i'm so consistent right now it's bothering me i was telling my uncle earlier i don't even want to film like this week because i just want to be chill right now like i'm in the middle of moving and then i'm going to cali right in the middle of me moving to my apartment so but it's a blessing and i gotta take that as that and that's literally what it is it's a blessing this is what I wanted. This is what I asked for. Ain't no, you know, just falling back now. I got to continue. Like, I, I'm not where I want to be at no time soon. So until I can start helping people the way I want to, I'm not, I, I got to keep going harder. And I got to, that's why I preach to people, keep keep doing your thing, please. Because I don't go do a video or, or, or content and release it in anticipation of it being viral. I don't ever do that. I literally release something because I think it's dope. I want other people to see it. And if a few people enjoy it at that moment, then that's an accomplishment for me. If I have a thousand views on something and I got 50 comments, I'm gonna appreciate that those 50 people have it. If I have a hundred thousand views and 5,000 comments, 
of course I'm going to be, you know, ecstatic, but I'm still going to be excited because I remember when I just first started, I wasn't getting nothing. I don't know when there was but few people rocking with my shit. You feel me? So I'm just grateful for all of that shit happening right now. That's dope, bro. That's quantum physics right there. You threw it in the universe. The universe hasn't answered yet. You know, everything you asked for. Excellent. And on top of that, what boat were you from? I'm from BK all day. Oh, word? Yeah, I'm from um, I'm from Brownsville originally. And then I'll say like around 12 to like mid-20s, I was in Bushwick. Oh, so you know the background of all of that, yeah, all of that. <laughs> That's what I mean. And people, and yo, talking about what you said earlier about being, you know, back in our day and dealing with racism, we it people don't understand. I always tell people like, yo, you don't understand. Bro, New York was really on some racist shit. Like even Queens, even though we in the borderline between Myrtle and that separates Queens and Brooklyn, and then once you went hit Fresh Pond they start looking at us funny. You go to yep. Howard Beach. like bro, I used- Howard Beach to this day, bro, is still on that type of time, bro. And I tell a lot of people that. And it's like, they don't bother nobody. But you're not going to find me at Howard Beach. For why am I going to be in Howard Beach? Unless it's a chick over there, I'm not going to be in Howard Beach. There's, there's no, I already know. There's no reason for me to be in an area like that. You feel me? Like, but... Yeah, like, even growing up in Bushwick, like you said, like, certain areas would be on the same type of time. And then especially, like, at that time in the 90s, the early 2000s, like, it was a way different type of time. And, like, that's why I'm not mad now how it is today. Because, like, there's skate parks on Bushwick now. There's I, I see, like, not even bodegas like that was the whole there was a whole back and forth that i was having with someone about the difference between a bodega and a deli it's a huge difference between the two and seeing all those bodegas now turning into the supermarket looking delis yeah you know it's like and now they're selling crate like oat milk in a deli like you you don't you didn't see that shit at all you didn't see none of that it was tropical fantasy 25 cent chips Mystic, uh, all of that shit, like the, the gusher juice. Honey like, buns. I don't even think they have honey buns anymore. They don't, and they do. They're like 75 cents now. Oh. And that's funny that you mentioned that, because um, I got mad other material in between the short stories. Like, I, Ben was doing different types of skits that were flying. Um, One I wanted to post was... New York had the original dollar menu before McDonald's. We had, like you said, it was the quarter water, the bag of chips that was a quarter, the honey bun that was a quarter, and I don't know if you fucked with the fruities or like any of those candies or like oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gummy. Yeah, you get like X amount for a quarter. So all of that shit for a dollar, that was the real dollar menu. That's like a, a little green screen skit I wanted to do with just me talking about it, shit like that. So I got mad on the content in between the shit of what I'm doing, aside from like music we about to drop. Um, I got my little cousin we're producing for. She's huge right now on Netflix. She she's on a, she's the lead for this TV show called Julian and Phantoms. But we just dropped her. Um, she did a cover of Selena 
and that shit just got a hundred thousand streams in like four days. She got a million followers, so like she on a different type of like time too. So, and that's all family. And then my sister in Arizona just dropped a single called Frenemies. I produced that too with my uncle, and she got like thirty thousand views on YouTube in three four days. Like, and it's all the women in, in my family that is like going stupid with the numbers, and we produced all of it. So it's just like everybody sees that now. Like, my whole family is just like all musically creative as fuck. And we're all just making this noise on both, you know, both coasts. Because then when I get to the West, I'm going to, you know, do more shit with my sister and other people and all of that. Like I was telling you, I'm going to shoot the LA skit over there too. So I'm just, I'm just working, bro. That's why I told people just work on shit and just keep consistent with it. That's all I could tell people when they ask me for advice and shit. Consistency. I agree, bro. And then especially now, like I said, it sounds like a broken record to a lot of people I speak to, but this whole COVID shit really pushed a lot of people to go for their their real passion, not like your nine to five, what you were doing. And it's like you lost your job and it's like, yo, I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to pick up the mic. I'm going to pick up my laptop. Since we can't already physically interview, Zoom is the best way to do it. It's still, exactly. It still has the vibe. You get me? Because you and I are talking. We're seeing each other. It's kind of... Yep we still in the same room at the end of the day because there's a room. And just from that, and then also just me knocking on doors is literally me DMing people or me emailing folks. It's like, yo, what's up? What's going on? It's like, oh, you mad dope. Let me, you know, reach out, see what's going on and just go from there. You're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of um, some yeses, but that's all it takes. You know what I mean? It's like a salesman back in the day. You had the Avon lady around the buildings and stuff going around selling Avon. Thanks. <laughs> or, or us when we were selling candy for the school. We're yeah, going around yeah. the building selling candy for the building. Yep. You know what I mean? And collect some. Most people would say no, but you have one or two people that will buy. Exactly. Yep. Buy and a whole your, bulk. Yeah, and your fans will make you happy and buy the whole thing just so you could get that that little crazy toy and stuff that yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. a certain amount of money. The thing you wanted the most because you saw you had to sell like 50 boxes for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, man. And that was a pleasure, bro. It's, it's a pleasure. Nah, you thank, thank, thank you, you bro. Nah, man. So, yeah. So, like you said, you have something coming up special, a five-minute skit. Then you're going out to the West. You're about to do a West skit. Uh-huh. So that LA skit and how's LA treating you though? How you like LA? LA is LA is beautiful. I don't like the people, no offense, but I like my people out there, my family. Um, everything outside of like downtown LA or LA itself is beautiful. Like if you go to the beach, it's a different type of energy. Um, the coast is a different type of energy. Like going to San Francisco anywhere up is way more positivity and natural like positivity like in LA it got like a dark cloud of like people just so hard faking it to make it like oh no I know like you could feel it like and and being from New York we already could tell fake people you feel me so being out there when someone's faking your face smiling and you know they're fake that's when the New York comes out of like just like bro I'm good like I already know what type of time you're on like I'm not from here so it's like what's good like what do you want like I'm not (laughs) <laughs> nah, I believe you. Trust me, bro. There's people I've met out there. It's like, yo, it's about uh-huh. what you drive and what you wear. Like, you could live in a shitty apartment. 
Or when you're in the street, I'm like, what you mean? He's like, yo, bro, like when I was out there, I had to have the car and I had to have the clothes. I'm like, really? He's like, yo, that really gets you places. I'm like, wow. And now here, material shit. I'm like, yo, and now here, you, you, you just you, you know what I mean? It's like we see celebrities and that's why most celebrities like to come out here because we like, all right, that's homie over there. All right, cool. And we're like, everybody's in the train and nobody give a fuck. It was like, all right, bro, oh, keep it that's open. Such such? Oh, that's what's up. Look who I seen. Like, yeah, nobody like, came. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, yo, guess who I seen today? Like, that's that's the type of combo somebody would have. Like, they don't care so much to surround the celebrity on hound them and shit like that. Like, yeah, because I seen Al Pacino. I was like, hey, yo, in my head. And I'm dolo. I'm like, <laughs> that's fine. Like, I was like, because oh, I was on the Upper East Side walking. I was like, damn, bro, that's cool. But I'm like, I couldn't do it. I'm like, nah, that's some groupie shit right there. Yeah, I feel you. And that's that New York <laughs> mentality. Like, damn, that's Pacino. Nah, fuck out of here. I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> he going to think I'm a groupie. Nah, I'm going to say what up in my head. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I'm like, nah, I'm like, yo, he probably saw the nah. I think he recognized. Yeah, right. We good, we good, right? <laughs> that regular nah, like, I know you. I know it's you. Where yeah. Good luck. Keep it moving. Thanks. But again, man, thank you again, man. Uh, anything else you want to say out there? Um, shout out to everybody that's been showing me love. Shout out to all the new supporters. I don't even like saying followers. I hate when people say someone's following you. Like, I think it's support. So I like shout out to my supporters. Um, I'm a just yeah, just stay tuned for all the new material. Like I always let people know when I'm gonna drop the next one or anything that's coming new. And um, shout out to you too, bro. Like you were one of the first people to reach out also podcast wise. Um, so I appreciate you for that as well. Everybody else big started hitting up after, but like I said, when someone hits me up, it don't matter who it is. It's all love and I appreciate that. So that don't ever go unnoticed, you know, that type of love. Yeah. And I hope, you know, everything goes that, you know, that, that you want to pursue and all of that too goes the same route and path, you know, and blessings your way, you know? Yeah, man. Thank you again, man. I really appreciate it, bro. Thank you a lot, man. It means a lot. You know what I mean? Of course, bro. At the end of the day, New York love, like always. Facts. New York vibes. And I always say, I always close out my show because I always, ever since I was small, I never took life serious. So I always say life's a joke. Facts. <laughs> I fucks with so, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Life's a joke. <laughs> life's a joke. Y'all take it easy till next time. Thank you again, bro. All right, fam. All right.